All right, here we are, just winging it. I'm John Abdullah. I'm Patrick Green. Oh, now you you were prepared there. I, I have like my old timey radio voice today, man. So we're getting a little more professional each week. Gradually, we, we've yeah. got a website up. Excited about that? Just winging it podcast dot com dot edu uh, dot edu slash dot gov dot co. slash uk. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, we're working on that. I mean, we did the best we could, people. <laughs> we're very institutional. Um, and then we've got our website. Uh, sorry, Facebook group, right? Or a uh, page, I guess they're called. Well, we have a page. Those young people, and we they call also it. have a group. Yeah, the, on that, the book of the faces over there. <laughs> so we have. Well, we have a Facebook page for the podcast that many of you have already liked, and that's awesome. Um, just and, winging it podcast. Yeah, yep. it's facebook.com slash just winging it podcast or just search just winging it and you'll you'll see it. Uh, but that we're actually using that now. Like we did a live video yesterday that was um Oof, I hope I hope you didn't see that actually. Yeah, just delete that if uh, just actually just delete Facebook if you if you come across that because we filmed it in six thousand degree weather under a bridge near a construction site. We've already and it's already been removed from Facebook. Enough people just marked it as uh Explicit, yeah. It was yeah. yeah. People, you know, NSFW, I think. Right. Um, but we've been you know doing that, and we've been soliciting feedback. And actually, we're going to get to some of your comments to our Facebook post on this episode. So uh, yeah, we're excited so stay about tuned that. for those. And there's going to be more of that in the future. So definitely like us on Facebook. Um, we also have a page tied to that, which for a discussion group. Um, but we'll kind of like get to that later. That's something we're still sort of building out. So um, stay tuned for that. Yeah, but we're really now, excited you know. to just be able to connect with you. You know, I mean, this is this is such a cool medium, and uh, we appreciate you. You know, putting us on your head uh, for e- your ears. That's a really awkward way of Put putting us it. in your head. <laughs> Put us in your ears. We do appreciate it, and we really, you know, we want your ideas as parents, especially. Um, we don't have any, so we, that's yeah. The point. You don't want us just gabbing about you know all we our. We depend crazy on you. Exactly, we do. So, this last week, um, it's been a it's been a week since we were last recorded. Yeah, it has. Yeah. yeah. So since that time, Luke's turned six months, which I is saw, well, mind-blowing. He, wasn't that 11 days ago? You know, I posted the photo. <laughs> you posted it a little late. We, we, a little bit late. It's funny how this happens with your second kid. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe not for you guys. I don't know. Did you do the every month you take a photo, the first year kind of thing? We did. Well, with Jude, we we were very intense about yeah. it. With Henry, yeah. we we kind of like, you know, we weren't quite as on top of that. Like, I, I think Micah was hashtagging the day count. For, she would be like, like day 118, <laughs> hashtag yeah. noon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, it wasn't that great. With kid but. number two, we were 11 days late. We, every morning we were like, we have to take his photo today. But then, you know, you're ready to take it and he's like... He's uh he's got boogers all over his face mm-hmm. and he's just a crying so covered in feces. We needed a good moment and we also needed to actually remember and, and care enough about him to uh, <laughs> to do it. So we finally did and uh he's 6 months which is just he's crazy. So cute. I can't I can't um, get over how cute this kid is. I mean is. I think so but you know that's the thing we all think that about our own kid and No then, he's he's very cute um, and and he and his sister they're such a little yeah. pair. They they really they 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 look like brother and sister. It's oh, so man, cute. Oh man, you know how it is. It's the best thing. I mean I saw the video you posted of them crawling on the floor together farting their yeah. way through. The, it's just the best seeing them interact and just like do things on their own know, without being prompted that. i love that um and i imagine that's just going to keep getting better you know so i'm really excited about that and for us it's like like henry just reached a point like i, I would say honestly these last two weeks where he's like physically imp- imposing enough to like handle himself without us being that worried about it with jude yeah 
because they've always wrestled and it's always been a little bit physical and we've always kind of like had to separate them, you know, like they're in a bar fight in the 30s or something <laughs> and we're like, ah, get back here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's the, now like I'm not that worried about it because Henry can kind of like push back. And so it's so cute. They kind of like roll That's around the thing. The floor yeah, once they get to like, that age. Right. Yeah. And we, it, we stop them once the, the sharp, once the saws come out of the closet. You know, yeah. When they start, when they start like fish hooking tools. or, That's, you know, that yeah, kind of stuff. Right, it gets right, a little dangerous. Right, eye right. gouging. The first window that breaks, we're like, okay, guys, I think we're done. Yeah. One window is all we can handle. Yeah. One window is kind of the limit. I'd say. So the other thing that's had me thinking more about this passage of time, which, you know, it's just a constant, right? As a parent, you're mm-hmm. thinking about, damn, how crazy, like, you know, the time just passes so much faster. But I went to my nephew, who is uh, seven now, his, I think he's seven, he might be eight. Sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> and He's 46. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Pretty sure he's seven. So it was his uh, first communion. Mm. And it's just one of these moments where, you know, you see all these young kids, seven or eight or whatever they are. They're all spoofed up. They got their their nice clothes right. on. Right, so he's like decked out in yeah. his white suit. And man, I remember, I feel like such an old person already saying this, but I just remember, you know, it felt like a few weeks ago I was holding him. He's this little bundle. He's the first baby of that generation in our family. Yeah. And uh, I remember just holding him and, and thinking how incredible this was that he was this new life on earth and now he's already um, seven and sending me photos of Luke uh, through Facebook, you know, adding all these like stickers and stuff. He's got, Crazy. he has Luke like smoking a joint, even though he doesn't even know what that is. <laughs> you know, like, you know, that classic one with like the sunglasses. Yeah. And yeah the, the filter you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the filter. Right, exactly. Right. You youngins know all yeah, these words. Yeah. So he had, um, Luke has a crown face. on him <laughs> and then, you know, the, the sunglasses and, and, uh, Liam had, had, my nephew had just done all of this on his own. That's sent, crazy. And sent it to me on Facebook Messenger. How wild is that? That's insane. Like he found your name and like sent it and like yeah, yeah. I, I, it's just insane to me. So I don't know, man. It's all going by so fast. It, it goes. <laughs> it goes by so. I mean, especially Jude now because he's almost five. He's just such a big kid. Yeah, it's crazy. He's like tall. He's like a long-bodied kid now. Do you have you know? this where there are some mornings where you go and and you see him? get up and he's like he's definitely grown just in that night yeah i'm like what the what the hell he's like two inches taller yeah and he's like <laughs> make me food I'm like something's up with this situation yeah right it's like yeah. oh that explains why you ate like three dinners last night <laughs> right, you know? right right and killed an animal but so much the of their growth i've found happens in these weird ways the spurts you know where it's it does, like yeah. mental or physical they just wake up and it's like they've definitely something big has happened yeah yeah it's it's really it's usually it's a shit in their diaper but you know well yeah <laughs> there is that for sure. you know I, I we had this experience the other night where like there was this this sort of this like general miasma poop smell and, and you ever get that and, and you're like oh there's a i need you to find miasma for me first <laughs> gaseous kind of like it's like it's like dispersed in the air oh, there's like okay. this sort of sense of like there's a poop in this room do you ever wish when people say words that you could just just like uh, i'm so used to this on kindle i hold my finger and over you highlight it and yeah I can, oh yeah if i could just like do that to you you know just like hold my <laughs> finger and um, do you ever like when you're reading a book like a physical book do you find yourself like oh, pressing yes. the button on Definitely. the side and be like oh my god we're trying to highlight a sentence yeah, yeah. i do that all, or, or being like where's my command f like right exactly like this character name, yeah. But anyway, it's really sad. Anyway, go so, on with so the there's gas. this like this this weird miasmic poop smell, just like sort of floating around. And I was like, like, honey, did you, did you, uh, did you smell this like a minute ago? And she's like, no. And I'm like, and neither did I. And then she's like, did you fart? And I was like, 
uh, a couple minutes before this, so that probably isn't me. <laughs> Maybe I don't actually remember. But the kids aren't like in the room; like yeah. they're like in a backyard or oh, something, yeah. and we're like sitting there watching them. And I'm like, "Why does it smell like poop?" And then we start like going through the house, and then what actually it ended up being was a mouse had died somewhere. Oh no! In the walls. That's usually not how that goes. Yeah, it was. It was usually oh, it was that horrible. goes. Oh, I do smell something, and it's a trail that leads to like a diaper on the floor to a with butt. Poop yeah, or, right, right. Or in fact, you can smell it even though they're outside. You <laughs> yeah, know, that's that, the amazing. Which I, yeah, I'm like, you do I, develop that. Like, how can humans? It's a, it's incredible that they can leave scent trails like that. You know? I mean, I'll be at work sometimes, and I'll just be like, "Oh, Grace just pooped in daycare today." <laughs> it's like a spidey sense, yeah, basically. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so how have you been this last uh, week? What's what's new I'm, with you I'm guys? good. I mean, you know, like I said, I've been thinking a lot about the passage of time. I also was thinking of our conversation about um, obsessive compulsive disorder, which you suffer from. Um, or maybe it's specifically hypochondria, I guess, right? Mm. We talked a little bit about that. And in the context of kids, this plays out in interesting ways. So uh, fortunately, you know, I am i don't suffer from that. So I, 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 I just should say, I don't, I don't suffer from it. You know, I, <laughs> I'm just ragging on you. There was a time in my life where I was more, it was more problematic, but yeah. Like a few weeks ago when you thought you were actually recently. had brain cancer. Yeah, I was like peeing yeah. in bottles. And, right. Yeah, yeah, it was sad. Um, so this happened a few weeks ago for us with Bethany where she uh, – she fed Luke. It was like she was just putting him down. And she co- comes over to me and she's like, I think he has autism. Oh, you have autism question. Yeah. And my immediate response, because I know Bethany and how she uh, she can get really anxious and like spin her wheels on something. Right. And so I I immediately was like, oh, she what is she going to talk to me about now? Right. <laughs> like, what is this ridiculous? Right. Right. Um, and so she pointed to the fact that he hadn't had a belly laugh yet. And apparently that was like – that's like a sign that, you know, that if they haven't laughed, that could be an early sign of detecting <laughs> autism. And, you know, I know I know him. I've been watching him, the way he interacts with us, how he's developed, and I'm positive that he does not have autism, that he hasn't displayed the signs that you're supposed to look yeah, for. Yeah, it's still very much But I still happen. have to entertain the fact yeah. that, you know, Bethany is, is – she's serious about this and right, she's right. anxious about it. So obviously I don't want to be a total uh, dick about it. Right. So – so she gets, you know, going, talking about it, and I'm trying to, like, be respectful, but also help her see that he definitely doesn't have autism and explain, you know, the reasons why. Which, of course, I don't know if you have this in your relationship, but the harder I try to um, convince her, you know, when she's in one of these moments or anxious about something, the harder I try to, like, help her through it and convince her, the matter she'll get at me. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know, so it's like, uh, so that's just a, a losing battle. Um, and so I finally was like, all right, well, I'm just going to look it up. And I look through all the factors, and there there isn't a single factor in, in going through early autism that he has. You know, right. like you're supposed to look for certain things, like they they make eye contact, they smile at you. He's doing all the things. And Even I'm, at six months, that's something that you can yeah look for. Really. Actually, it's as early as four months. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Wow. So I learned a little bit in that sense. But but also, I'm like, couldn't you have just looked this up before you get yourself all mm. anxious about it? But if she had looked it up, you know what would have happened. What? Tell First me. hit would have been brain cancer. I'm telling you, it's always <laughs> fucking brain cancer. You can get a hangnail and they're like, this See, brain cancer will thing. lead to it, AIDS. I, I believe that it's the way you look shit up, that that is what determines That's true. I look, where I, you When end I look up. it up, it's from pan... Usually it's in the context of, does this hangnail mean I have terminal brain cancer? Right. So, so you're probably like, right. do I have brain cancer? And it's giving you all the fact and the, all Doing the symptoms. Doing a Boolean search for brain right. cancer. <laughs> and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I have all these things, right? Yeah. You know, so if I had searched for like, baby hasn't laughed autism... 
uh, I'm right. probably going to find some message right, board right, right. where they're, you know what I mean? Right. And also, if your search history is filled with these like panic-driven yeah. blog posts, then Google's going to be like, <laughs> right. I think this is a panicky person. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate concern. I mean, you know. like Oh, uh, I mean, absolutely. But and, I mean, uh, you know, there is that thing where we do as parents, and the reason I'm bringing this up is you, you can start to go down a path and, and – uh, get yourself all wound up on something, mm. you know, real easily. Mm-hmm. And so you had mentioned it in the context of your own health and uh, that incident you had with the glasses uh, and your own idiocy for not realizing that it <laughs> was the glasses. Like, but I, I thought of it in the context of kids and how, you know, especially with first kids, it happens more often, right? Because you don't know what to expect, but you, right, you start right. to like... I, I would say it happens twice as much with first kids, if, if, I mean, oh, if not exactly. more than that. I mean, it's, it's such a night and day thing. Like, you know, yeah. Henry could be playing with a lawnmower and I'd be like, he's probably fine. You know? Oh, it's so totally but, true. But with Jude, so like the, the I know we got to get to the bulk of the episode, but before we do, like the, the, the uh, experience that we had with Jude that we were really afraid of, and we should have an episode on irrational fear at some point too, to mm, get more into this. That sums it up, yeah. Was secondary drowning. That's like this thing. Oh, it's man, like this I know. Catch all for you like got me every fear, invisible... fearful of this. Because it's so Thanks scary. For that. Yeah. It's so scary. And, and, it is, uh, but it's so rare. But keep but going. But it is so rare. So rare. But I know. I know it does. It anyway, does. Th- that's an irrational fear episode. We'll get more into that in the in the future. But... Stay tuned for that one. <laughs> yeah, Don't yeah, you want to yeah, hear about all these irrational fears? Uh, good example. You can share ahead of a, ahead of time on our Facebook group. Uh, let us know what your irrational fears are. Yeah, yeah but, and make sure that they all link through to WebMD articles about oh, brain cancer because man. that's that's where I got to get my Google cookies going. Yeah. For that. All right. Let's get going on the topic at hand here, huh? Yeah, let's do it. So. I was excited to bring this one up. It was early on in our board of ideas to talk about, and it and the theme here is music. And the the reason I thought it'd be an interesting one to bring up is because for both of us, music actually plays a really important role in our lives in different ways. Um, I'm a I'd say a heavy consumer of music and can't imagine life without it. And you're actually I imagine also a consumer, but in addition to that, you create music. Um, which to me is like I create. Well, that's it. It's wizardry <laughs> to me. You know, I mean, I'm lucky to have a wife and, a, and her family who do that, who are uh, musicians, and it's amazing to just experience that because I really am in awe of it. So I thought it'd be an interesting one to bring up for that reason, but also because with parenting in particular, there are so many joys in introducing our kids to arts and you know just things that are interest us, our own hobbies, whatever it is, um, and in discovering things together. You know, and music mm-hmm. for me early on, I knew music would be a really fun one where you get to like introduce, you know, good music as opposed to this is a lot of crappy kids music out There's there. There's so much crappy kids music. There is. Um, but one of the surprises in all that for me is not just, you know, and we'll get to the joy in introducing them to music of our own, but the surprise for me was also them introducing us to music. And uh, for me, I was really happy when I brought this up the other day because you, you brought it up separately, it was Moana. The, yeah, the soundtrack to that yeah. is a good example for me of one that Grace is just in love with. Um, she'll just walk around the house and start singing a song, you know. And Bethany the other day said to me, "Is it like is there a better sound than your child singing?" Right. You know, it's just an amazing. It is, it is incredible, and experience. especially when they're just doing it on their own and they don't even know anybody's listening. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then you're recording them, you know, from behind the yeah. scenes trying to hide it. Sing for me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there, it really is magical. You know, even if they have terrible voice and are out of tune or whatever, it's it's is magical. Is she a good singer? I think so. Yeah. But I mean, I also for a I don't know how to tell because like I couldn't even tell you. I don't even well, have the vocabulary. Know. I mean, yeah, you you. you. Um, but I miasma. think she is. Yeah, miasma. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think she does. And I mean, I'll go by Bethany because she is a musician and right. and tells me that uh, Grace is doing a good job. So. 
That's awesome. <laughs> it's so cool, man. That's it's great. the best, you know. And and those songs, wow. Oh, it's a great soundtrack. Powerful. And, and, it's, and, and it's, a, it's a great movie, too. I, I mean, and it I actually feel like is, yeah. on, on the Lin-Manuel Miranda front, uh, Hamilton is another one in our house that we can all yeah. listen to I need really to get enjoy. into it. I haven't yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you like Moana. Unlike and, the rest of the world. I yeah, unlike literally every other human. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just a great... I mean, it's like... The themes are a little heavy for young kids, but at the same time, it's it's like a very fun soundtrack, yeah. and they can bop to it. And, and Jude has always been really good at memorizing like rap lyrics to things. Oh, cool! Because like Bruno Mars had um, Uptown Funk that came out like yeah, when Jude was one, yeah, yeah. and he was he was like obsessed with that. And there's these like we have these videos of him like. Uh, in friendlies, like singing this Bruno Mars song for like ice cream rewards, and so we'd be like, "Sing," you know, and he'd be like, uh, "Like doing like the use up down funk, go and give it to you," oh, and then we'd man. be like, "Okay, now you get to take a bite," you know. Isn't it amazing how whip. like yeah, that's what he picked up on. Like what? Because I'm sure he heard other songs of that time. What do you think it is that made him just well, really that, that particular? Did, did you, you know the album? Constantly? Like you know, do you know what I'm? No, about? I'm not super familiar. I mean, I know okay. the song. Yeah, it's, well, it's just very, it's very sort of fun. It's got a great totally. beat to it. It's very memorable. The lyrics are fun. The lyrics are actually kind of explicit, but but they're funny <laughs> and they're like easy to memorize because of the rhyme scheme. Yeah, and I think, and we're, we're going to talk a little yeah, more a about about other you know great kids music in this episode, and, and I, I think that's a common theme. A common theme would be that there's a really a really prevalent melody to mm, it. Yeah. Um, and that the words aren't overly complex, but that they're fun and they reinforce some sort of underlying rhyme scheme, right? That repeats and assists and assists them in remembering it, mm-hmm. the, the lyrics. And um, and I think that it just has to have like a really regular pulse to it, and I, because I think almost any kid, mm-hmm. I mean, both of our children fr- from you know infancy would bop along with music when it was playing. Yeah, you know, they just kind of like bop their heads. And now, I mean, Henry, like he's like a freaking <laughs> headbanger, and he's still to this that's day, amazing. Like when whenever anything comes on that he likes, he like rears back and like oh man, and he's like doing that. And he's like knocking over chairs and stuff, <laughs> and he's still like because he loves like Spider Man. So whenever the Spider Man yeah. theme song comes on, he like throws uh, the a chair, one. and then he like takes his shirt off and starts like dancing his heart. Starts as crawling he can. up the ceiling. Yeah. yeah, it's a little weird. He that's web amazing. Shoots. Yeah, he's he's a vigilante actually. That makes sense though that those like criteria that because the other thing is that happens and. Why it's really rough when you hear a bad one is that they just get stuck in your head forever. Yeah, right. Although, although a good one will also like the Moana soundtrack. Gets oh, and stuck the good ones will well. too. That's what I'm saying. There's an earworm quality to kids' music that is successful, not necessarily that's good. Right. But I, I think exactly. music written for kids that gets picked up mm-hmm. is typically very earworm influenced. Like, oh, like absolutely. It's very hard to get out of your head. Which is why kids who have less clutter in their minds can really, you know, kind of like pick up on it and gleam onto it and hold it. You yeah, know? and they certainly do. They certainly do. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, if it's really good kids' music, when that earworm gets in, you're like, oh, bring it on. Like, I want to sing oh, this totally. again. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute, too. But I, I also want to talk a little bit about music making with kids, because as you alluded to— Which is why I'm excited, yeah, for this episode, because you can actually uh, teach me some stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, this I don't is actually just John's actually... piano lesson being, being recorded right now. My, my hope is that Grace takes to it and actually—we uh, have a piano in our house. You know, I don't play, but, uh, but Bethany can a little bit, and— You do, yeah, but to, you have a nice um, piano, right? When you walk yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're lucky to, to get it, um, and so it, it was passed down to us, so— you know, I'm really excited for, I mean, I hope that Grace continues that journey and then I can sort of live vicariously through her and force her to play regardless of whether she wants Tour to. Tour the world. Yeah, yeah. exactly. With a, but give her a, anyway, a go on. Teach us some stuff about, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so as, as we've talked about on this podcast, I'm a composer. I, I compose um, music for orchestras and choirs and chamber ensembles and all sorts of things. And I'm actually writing a ballet right now, which I want to talk about towards yeah. the end. Yeah. Because it, it actually is an all-ages sort of a ballet. Not just to sell your ballet. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, www.myballet.com.edu. <laughs> um, 
it's a uh, it's it's a huge part of my, it has been a huge part of my life since I since I, I could probably read music basically since I could talk. Um, and I, I don't know, and I don't know why. And part of what's been fun about being a parent is trying to figure out how to teach it to somebody that young. Because I don't remember why I know how to read music. Yeah, that's amazing. There's like no point where I was like taught it. I just like I started singing in a choir when I was five or six, and by and by that point I was already reading music. So I, I have no. So anybody listening to this who knew me as a five or six year old, if you know how I learned it, <laughs> mom, Help can you tell it, me how piece I it knew together how to do for it. Patrick? Yeah. Um, but I've been t- so Jude has been coming up to me for months now. And saying, like, Daddy, I really want to learn how to play piano. I want to learn how to make music. Like he's you. been, wow, he's been yeah. coming to you and saying that. Yeah, and, and when he was, like, very young, you know, uh, he, that would kind of come up. And I would be like, no, don't, don't worry. Like, when you're ready for it, we'll get to it. Because I, I didn't want him to feel pressure to do that. Because of course. Because he, he comes to my concerts all the time. He knows that, like, that's sort of my thing. And, and, that, uh, and I don't want him to feel like he mm. has to be his thing, too, you know. Right. Um, but both of the kids have been, um, you know, in on the creative process when I've been composing and, and I always let them, which is sometimes problematic, but I always let them write <laughs> on my staff paper when I'm composing. Yeah. Like they color on it and stuff because I think it's really beautiful to have that sort of included in the creative process. That's nice. You know? And that, that reminds me of something I learned a while back with, you know, video is something that I've studied and a hobby of mine. And I learned way back that it, when you have, whenever you're filming with kids and you want to like, you know, you're recording with children, you actually let them play with the camera mm-hmm. and like, it's part of the, like getting it out of their system, but also you never want it to be this thing where it's like you know they can't touch it. It's you know it's the precious thing because right. then of course that's all they want to do. Right, and so right. And it, they get fixated on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So that sounds like a smart move on your part. And, and also, there's just something kind of cool about being able to like read a language and then translate it into sound. That's like you know it's two abstract media, right? It's, right. it's words which don't yeah. you can't see unless you like write them down. But then you're you know it's not like you're you're writing down the waveform of the word you're saying. Right. You know, right. It's it's an inherently abstract thing. It's an idea that carries a meaning, mm. and then. Music is art created using only air pressure, basically, like yeah. using only differences in air pressure. So, like, it's these two really abstract things that it's cool to see become physicalized in the art of writing music down. Mm. So, like, having kids around that, I think, was really fun. So, Jude wanted to learn how to play, and, and both both he and Henry have really good musical ears, which has been great. And That's it's awesome. also something I haven't been like forcing them to practice that at all. Yeah. But both Micah and I are musicians. And I was going to say, yeah, with both of you musicians, they had yeah, a pretty good shot. I have a pretty good um, pitch ear. So so I think that it, they sort of inherited that. So, like, you know, I noticed that and I was like, well, I guess we might try to kind of reinforce it. So what we've been doing for these lessons, um, and then I'll, I'll tell a brief story about my early piano lessons as well, is uh, we've been – I've been trying to use as many senses as I can to reinforce musical concepts because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the time music is taught to kids through this kind of, like, dumbing down where it's like – you know, here's Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and like, you know, like it's written out like in these big cartoony letters and it's just yeah. like this kind of, and like there's no notes on the page. It's just like, you know, the words move up and down. So right. you're supposed to like guess, you know. But I was like, let's like try to make it as kinetic and as like child oriented as possible, knowing Jude and knowing what things he responds to. Yeah. And trying to give them a lot of different stimuli to sort of tie together. So we've only been using three notes, C, D, and E, because they're kind of fundamental to the to the keyboard and that's sort of what a lot of music is a lot of music's in the key of c so you know you can do it in that right. there's no there's no black keys involved yep and so c's are always purple and d's are always green and e's are always blue mm-hmm. and uh and so when we do the actual like exercises on paper i have him he's actually doing it on the correct line on the staff paper and he's using the right colored pens to do it and um and they all have different shapes associated with them and then um uh. we try to mimic the motion of things so like so I asked him to write a song that looked like a ball being thrown. And then he used, you know, so he went like, like he did like, bum, 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 because it goes like CDs, DCDs. Wow, yeah. And it was like, um, 
it was cool to, and then and then he's that's a really cool technique going yeah. up and down and then we put tape on the keyboard and use the same colors and so that way you know we went through and uh and he was able to translate the things that he'd written down on paper to the piano and then he started writing his own stuff and then i was writing my own stuff and having him play it so that's kind of where we've been going wow with that. And, he, and he loves it um that's awesome and part what of is that we, like uh, for you to, to witness him you know doing that Oh, it's great. It's I also feel like... stressful as shit. Really? Because I'm like waiting. It's like a time bomb. Like I'm waiting for his attention span to run out. You know? See, that's the thing. That, that's the thing I'm so impressed by because I, I heard you describe that and I imagined it to work for like a minute, you know? <laughs> yeah. It sounds yeah. like he's been really engaged with it. Well, though, it's in these spurts awesome. of like a minute at a time. Yeah. And then there's like some kind of like a negotiation about like, all right, we're going to move on to the next thing, but we can't do that until we do this. Yeah. The patience you know, thing like, is rough. Like, can now we have a warhead break and we like do warheads, you know, and then we like go back into, <laughs> into it. Um, but part of this, part of why we decided this was a good time to do it is because as I've brought up on this podcast before, we're trying to figure out the kindergarten situation right now. Mm -hmm. And and I think we're going to send him to kindergarten, even though he's going to be very young for it. Yeah. Um, and part of that decision came from seeing how he's responded to music lessons, which are very kind of attention heavy and very like, you know, because he has to sit down. Yeah. It's a good trial run. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know what? If he, if he uh, applies himself, like he can, he can do it. So maybe he can. Yeah, from there. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, have I mean, guys... and also worst case scenario, can't you just have them go through kindergarten twice? That's true. Yeah, that's true. Some of us never leave kindergarten. Well, yeah, <laughs> obviously, class of twenty forty one. But uh, so I, I do have a story about my early piano lessons. But I'm wondering, have you uh, tried to teach Grace anything yet, or has Bethany? Um, because Bethany plays. Yeah, she has. Yeah, so we have like a xylophone, you know, nice classic, obviously intro. Uh, like a kid's instrument. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Like yeah a, just a like a thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. No, definitely not. It's like a little dog, you know, with a xylophone. It has both keys as well as the ones that you nice, can hit with nice. the sticks or whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, she'll play something like the Elmo song, you uh-huh. know, really simple uh, songs and, and, uh, and Grace. You know, it, it's not... It's not really trying to teach her as much as it is just showing her the fact that with this thing, you can create the music that you hear through the speakers, right? Yeah, so she right. has some right. understanding of what it is. And I've also, you know, I have a guitar because I've taken lessons before, but it's never stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I can ever play on guitar or piano is just a very little bit of the Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> Which is always always gets me. By the way, I like I just get goosebumps even hearing. I've got goosebumps got now. Goosebumps. There are tears welling up They're in miasmic. my eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And so, so at least you know, trying to show her that hey, this stuff actually comes from instruments that can make music. And yeah. then she likes to drum too. That's fun. Oh, ki- all um, kids love right. Drumming. I mean, yeah, it's and, such and, an obvious but one. It's, but it's but that's what I'm talking about with the pulse. Like mm-hmm. it's very kids are very rhythmically. Gifted because yeah. because they because you get used to moving you know I mean like there's a reason why most music takes place around 72 beats per minute like yeah. most pop music is at like about like bump da dum bump dum bump dum it's because that's the like, the average heartbeat you know yeah so see like, that's the thing that's so incredible to me about music and I guess maybe you're taking some of the mystery away from it for me right now but <laughs> um, no it's cool it, because it goes so deep it's like. I was thinking back to the role that music has played in my life, and maybe I'll get to that in a minute, but with you too, and in particular, because that's just a band that has really spoken to me. And I feel like I can't imagine what life would be like without music. Like, it would just be such for you a darker place. For the world. For the world. Could you imagine that shit? Could you, but then could at you the same time, like... I know that there are many people, I think, I've like I know some, who j- who don't actually seem to have many, they're not really into music, mm-hmm. like bands or... And I wonder what 
like what's what's going on there? What's their existence like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have other outlets for it. I guess, know? yeah. But music is so specific in the way that it. I guess it's like it feels like a soul satisfying thing. It just mm. there's a depth there that I just can't. Um, I guess I'm just applying a lot of bias to it, and there I'm sure like in the same way, you know, visual art probably can speak to people. I mean, um, I, mean I, I think it's it's about reaching a part of the brain that you know it it it's some ineffable thing that you have to achieve. It's like a primitive something. Yeah, it's, it goes it goes deeper than well, and that's what's great about music being so abstract is that it speaks more directly to that. Yeah, I think than yeah. other art forms. Mm-hmm. But I think other people. I, I mean, I, I think somebody who doesn't appreciate music probably is also not the sort of person that appreciates something like Life. poetry or visual, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. or anything, yeah. or like visual art. But but they might be very ardently big into a hockey team, and when they go to a playoff game, I'm sure they get that same feeling, that same because yeah, you know, it's larger than than they are, and it's something that That's is invisible true. and inherently abstract. Like the feeling of being at a sporting event when something amazing happens mm-hmm. is to me very similar to being at a performance of Rite of Spring. You know, it's, yeah. so there's something. There's something you can't actually describe about that experience. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I think that's, that's what people are chasing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. whether it's music that gets them there or something else, that's a different story. But music, because it's so abstract and because it's so primitive and it's built into our primitive development as a species, I mm-hmm. think, is, is a really effective one. Because before we painted, um, you know, we communicated. Right. right. Yeah. And and we communicate using sonic means, right? Mm-hmm. We blow air through our vocal cords, which the more you think about it, the yeah. weirder that shit feels. Yeah, well, um, you blow air from a lot of. Places, <laughs> I'm but, blowing yeah. air left and right. <laughs> um, and like, and at some point, like Leonard Bernstein has a great lecture on this in the Norton Lectures from Harvard in 1972. At some point, those um, those like phonemes, like just like those simple communication tools, got stretched out and became melodic. And before you know it, you know the word "ma" became "ma" became music. You know, yeah, yeah. So before it's pretty uh, amazing. Yeah. And so kids are going through that same process that humans primitively went through, right? Like they are acquiring language. It makes language. so much sense, right. And it makes so much sense that music is an art form that would speak to them at such an early age because it is so primitive. Exactly, yeah. right. Because yeah. before they had these sort of cosmopolitan tools of language and writing and things like that, they're able to hear and respond to things. And, and even in the in the womb, they're very responsive to music. I mean, oh yeah. Did you guys do that? Um, <clears throat> oh, definitely. I play, I mean, for me, like I've said many times, you too. I uh, I definitely made a point to play some. You some freaking U2. love you too. Oh man, you're all about them. Here's the thing. Like, maybe I'll start with today. I mean, I don't want this show to become a you know a YouTube. Maybe I'll start a YouTube podcast, but it's probably already a good one out there. I actually one of the earliest memories I have of you two is. <laughs> hearing this guy who's probably my age now, like in his 30s, in a Jeep. And it was a beautiful day, like probably spring day. And I was, you know, I was at a park or something. And I remember him <laughs> riding on a horse. Driving for some by reason. in his Jeep, listening to Stuck in a Moment. Do you know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it wasn't like, it's not that the music spoke to me in that moment so much as the fact that there was someone who was like, it was like an exultation. Mm. Um, you know, it was just the way he was like driving and blaring through his speakers, you know, You've and just so totally in the to moment. But just up to get, <laughs> get came, yourself together. Out, get whatever. Shit. That came out after September 11th, didn't it? Yeah. So that album yeah. stuck in a moment. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, the album was all that you can't leave behind. Right. Um, yeah, it really spoke to that moment. And, and so the interesting thing is over as a, someone who has been a, a huge fan, um, the last few albums I've been a little disappointed and I was really bracing myself with this last one, which just came out in December right? for, you know, for kind of being a little disappointed. Um, I had heard a few of the singles and I was like, eh, not so sure. And so the album came out and I started listening to it 
and I had this experience that I haven't had in a little while with you two, where you I, shit I, your pants. <laughs> <laughs> it happened you again. knew this was going to be a shit your Bethany, pants story, didn't again. you? Yeah, it happened. The brown note. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stuck in a moment. <laughs> stuck in my own stuck, shit. Stuck in a urinal. So I was listening to the album as a whole. And it's pretty earnest, I will say, this album. Mm-hmm. So so that part of it was a little like, uh, you know, because I, I, what I appreciate about so much of their music is there's like a lot of layers to it. You know, if you listen to the lyrics, you can, it'll mean something different to different people. Right. Um, and this one is a little bit more earnest. But after the year that we had as a world, you know, as a country at the very least in 2017, um, Listening to that album and the optimism that was there, regardless of the world that we, you know, were in, uh, it brought me back to a place that I hadn't been to in a while. In that mm. I felt hopeful, and and actually in the moment I was holding Luke, you know, who was just born um, a couple months before. And there's this great song, uh, "Love is bigger than anything in its way." Mm-hmm. Again, so earnest, right? But <laughs> but listening to that, you know, it's sort of towards the end and being in this moment where I've just brought new life into the world and, and reminding myself that I'm, I've started to get a little cynical, you know, and, yes. and some of the optimism yes. that I had in college where you two also played a really um, deep role in me. You know, I started discovering global poverty and, you know, I'm giving so much credit to them. I mean, Bono planted a little seed in the way that he framed that issue for me and I started doing my own research and it just was like this this energy at that moment um, that, again, I attribute a lot of it to the music. And so I kind of lost a little bit of that, and I felt more cynical, and I feel like mm-hmm. we've become so divided. And so hearing this album and the optimism that was still there, and it was called Songs of Experience, um, which goes back to a, a book, right? William where Blake. Yeah, exactly. William Blake, Songs of Innocence was My the boy. earlier one. Yeah. And so, you know, I just felt like I, I it was what I needed to hear at that moment. And, mm-hmm. and holding this baby, it's like, that's the world I want them to grow into. You know, oh, yeah. granted, there's a lot of challenges in the world right now but being able to inspire optimism in your kids is really important like their their outlook is going to be reflective i think about this a lot about the time that we live in and when we're raising our kids and they're going to pick up on society in the way that we you know the way that our community right now works through whatever's going on in the world and so anyway yeah, i know i'm going yeah. on a rant here but for you two, for me, you two is just like I don't know if you have this, but it's like the band that I would consider, you know, the soundtrack to my life or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so dramatic, the right? Soundtrack to our life. Yeah. Who is that band for you? Uh, or is that even well, one? Well, I, I mean, it's probably it, there's, some there's, like there's kind of deep classical it's, music, right? Yeah, deep yeah. cuts. Whereas mine's I mean, like fucking poppy U two shit. Well, it, the the music that I, I mean, so the the Beatles would be the quick answer to that. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and the Beatles are a band that you know, Micah and I, like our first date was was very Beatles related. Like it's something that's very deeply built into our lives. Yeah, and, and that we listen to and share with the kids a lot, and that they really enjoy. Oh, great kids music too. But growing up. Um, you know, like Radiohead was kind of like my the mm. band that I kind of escaped to a lot. But yeah. it's also like that music for the most part is a little too kind of cynical or, or a little bit too sort of postmodern for um, yeah. sensibilities of like young kids. So like they kind of bop their heads to it, but they're like, "What are we singing? <laughs> like, what's so wrong with consumerism, Daddy?" That's um, hilarious. But there's there's stuff like like <laughs> so Jude Judah's been in a big ZZ Top phase for a while. Oh, that's awesome. Which is great. Again, Although, again I just it's so love, explicit. So is exactly like yeah, well, it's explicit and it's so specific. Like, were you just playing it and he just all of a sudden was like, "I want to hear more well, of that." What, what like, how did that was, come we about? We were in a used record store in, in Salem, Mass. Uh, this was like two years ago, and I was very young. And uh, and there was like a hot rod on the cover of it, uh, on the cover of Eliminator, um, and he loves cars, you yeah. know. And so he was like, like I want that, and I was like, oh, like I love ZZ Top. I totally forgot that band was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we like brought it home and put the record on, and he was like so 
into That's it. And we're best. both like jumping on the bed and like, you know, getting. Yeah. And, and so to me, there's something about reconnecting with music that uh, even beyond like a political message or some sort of a life goal message or yeah. a fundamental message of optimism, there's something about reconnecting with the simple ability to move and to be physically present in a moment. For sure. And to dance and to close your eyes and to hear music and to get out of your, you know, the banal reality of day-to-day Get out of existence. your own way, another song from the new album. <laughs> yeah, hashtag you too. <laughs> um, I, I, I think that's also something really important. And oh, I think for sure. music making to me is a huge part of that. Oh, it must be. Um, and so... So I so basically Henry is of the two of our kids probably the more musically uh, obsessed like he's the one who from I mean from maybe three or four months old was already singing and he was like just really you know just singing you know just kind of like humming but but yeah. in tune with the radio and like he was really into it and so um, he also really loves like percussion instruments mm-hmm. and I have as a composer I happen to have like just an embarrassing amount of just different percussion instruments in our house. <laughs> Um, and so I started sort of like accumulating them for him to play with. And they're not like kids' instruments. Like for the of most course, part, yeah. they're like, they're like or- orchestra quality instruments. They're like $70, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's an example of one? So like one of the, his favorite is this – it's by this company called Minel. And it's a, it's a spring that's welded to an inverted medicine bowl. And it's – it's, Wow. I don't even remember what it's called. It's like, it's like a it's – like it's an instrument that you can only get What like sound does them. it make? It resonates in a number of different ways. And so mm. when you – and you, stri- you strike it with a beater, like a triangle. Yeah. And it kind of goes like – And then oh, in the harmonics, I can see why he uh, cool stuff, would love you know? it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you also just strike it with the, with the beater and it, and it makes like a percussive sound. But yeah. it's a very interesting instrument. And it's like – that's like the most expensive percussive. <laughs> thing I have because it's like nice but he just loves it so I was like fuck it you know How it's going to be, not, it's gonna be right? his thing now yeah you know? yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and so the other thing that Henry is really into other than superheroes and music is <laughs> skeletons he's like very into <laughs> skeletons which How actually pre- come about? Well, it predated Coco I, I, it was something about like Oh yeah, during, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. During Halloween, he like really liked all the Halloween movies we were watching. Mm-hmm. He was like really transfixed by like the skeletons and things. And yeah. he'd be like, "Grace is into skeletons too. She really likes skeletons." What is it about? Like, I mean, I for have a no idea. Of death. I don't know because I was playing it. Uh, of course, another YouTube uh, music video that had come out recently, and uh, it's for uh, "Get Out of Your Own Way." And mm-hmm. it's a little weird. I didn't love it, but there's some like weird imagery and stuff going on, and there's skeletons, and she she wants to watch that thing like she's every like, day. Get to me. Oh, she yeah, she's obsessed with it. So now our house is full of skeleton memorabilia, which is cool. I, I like skeletons, you know, and so does Micah. And Jude's kind of like just like I don't know what's going on, but okay, I'm going to go with it. So we, <laughs> These keep getting, weirdos. we keep getting gifted skeleton things now. And one of the the huge things that we got was from my mom, and it's this amazing. It's a full size real. It's an actual skeleton. Well, of we a do human we being. do actually have. My dad gave us his like medical school like scale model of a skeleton, which is okay. Again, model. Like this... I, I was still expecting you were going to say like grandpa, you know, who, gave, <laughs> yeah, who donated yeah, his was, body to science. Out. Yeah. No, it's but it's like a nice medical model. Wow. Um, but uh, but my mom my mom gave us this like humongous planter that's just this golden skull with the top missing that she bought for Halloween for like the front yard. That's amazing. And then Henry was like hugging it and like now like, it's caressing in his room. It. And so well no now it's in our family room <laughs> and it's the thing all the musical instruments go in. So we just have this giant golden skull full of percussion toys. So Henry will like run up to it. You know, like like he runs everywhere because that's like all he does. Now oh yeah, that's all. Yeah, there's only one mode. Things. There's no yeah. walking. It's, I know it's what always you mean. he's either asleep or he's running into something to destroy it. Yep. So he runs to the skull and then he just punches it and throws the instruments out. <laughs> and then and I'm like, you know what? That's amazing. Like yeah. he's yeah, interacting yeah, yeah. in a tactile way with music. And then we sit there and we make these crazy noises. And you know, that's our awesome. Household's very loud, but um, I think it's it's a fun time. 
Yeah. It's, but when your it's dad's fun, like a noise machine, I mean, what a gift that <laughs> I is. Know. And I come home and it's like we're all like belting and doing <laughs> shit. But but creating music with kids has been really fun. We we took Henry to um so both of the kids have done this thing called Music Together. Do you mm-hmm. know Music Together? No. Um, I think it's like a I, I don't think it's just like our in our town. I think it's like a company that does things around the country. But they're kids' music lessons that are very like, you know, kind of in they they kind of involve the kids in the music making yeah. process and, yeah, they, yeah, and yeah. they give everybody different like tambourines to play and they have like some folk song singing person doing the lead. So Jude had done it's that. Always and, and really it's, it's always a folk song singing person at the kids' it's always, things. It's always a proto Raffy type. Yeah, you know? exactly. Raffy though, he's amazing. Yeah, I, I was hoping we'd get on Raffy. Baby yep. Buff fucking Luga. That's right? a sad song. That's actually so that's the song that I sung to Grace uh, while she was in the womb. Thinking that because you know you see this research about how if you when you do that they actually there's science behind the idea that they will love that song even into mm-hmm. adulthood not even know why didn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean she likes it now but for like her first year of life I would play that song and she wasn't really into it it was like you know uh, whatever she's like this is a weird whale song yeah so maybe it's I funny, actually Baby Beluga, if you, it had if a negative you sing it if impact. you like do it kind of quietly it's like really sad sounding really yeah just listen to me. Baby beluga in the tea <laughs> Yeah, but if you sing any song that way, it'd no, be... but no, but baby, it's like so emotional. And, wow. and, like, and like, and like, is your mother there? Like, where is she? Like, oh. she can't hold you anymore. And then it's, and then so I always like make this last verse that Micah and I do like alone, where I'm like, <laughs> like oh, everybody's no. dead and the story's over. <laughs> You're floating on the bottom of the ocean. It's 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 a very wow. It's it's from that, another dark deep cut. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so we did this music together lesson. Yes, folk and, song. Uh, and it was, and it was, you know, Jude loved it. So, so uh, the second one, the second time they offered it, Henry was old enough to do it, mm-hmm. and it coincided with my like Christmas break time. So I got to take him to a lot of the things one on one, which was so fun as a dad to be able to be home during the day, you know, and to be able to do that. Oh yeah, um, definitely. And uh, so you know, we went to this class and. He was just like just loving it. It was so much fun, and he was like really into it. And then on the fucking last day of this thing we paid for, <laughs> yep. I hear this like engine revving sound effect in the hallway, and uh-huh. I'm like, "What is this shit?" And this kid comes in with this fucking monstrous size Lightning McQueen toy because he had just gotten it for oh, Christmas, and his mom no. was like, <laughs> "He won't put it down." Uh. And so he fucking rides in on this stallion of a Lightning McQueen <laughs> toy that is advertised in Walmart as the world's biggest Lightning McQueen toy, even though it's a piece of shit and he like comes in and, and I'm like you're gonna let him goes ride class. around and then the whole fucking class is just riding this Lightning McQueen toy and Henry's like and I'm like I'm like no we can still do it and even the fucking folk singer is like can I try it I'm like <laughs> no. what, what is going on with this and then and then you know I played with the tune it was, it was a pretty cool toy I mean it does I would want to ride that yeah yeah that's what she said um, man you and the, that's what she <laughs> said <sorry>. jokes <laughs> so uh, I uh and yeah, we got. We should take. Up. Well, yeah. we should take. We should take some moment here. Some moments. We, we should that take make some, some moments. That doesn't make sense. We should take a moment to uh, share some of the feedback we got on this episode. We should. Yeah, we, this is the first time we're able. We to can't just integrate. pretend to want feedback. We have to actually do something <laughs> right, with it, right, Patrick. Right. We don't have time. Uh, yeah, we got some cool stuff. You want to? You want to uh, go ahead and start? Well, I mean, th- so we asked, you know, ideas or uh, particular songs that you love. You know, that your kids have loved and. Um, so we got some people writing in. So let's see here. Uh, well, Cassandra, of course, um, who doesn't have kids, but she said Magic 106.7 seems at least appropriate for kids, uh, I guess. I'm, I, I don't think that's a great kids channel. I'm sorry, Cassandra. Um, I haven't listened to the radio in a long time. That's like what they play at the dentist. 
Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so it's it's palatable it's for all rock. ages. Okay, soft nice, rock. Nice. It's good. It's good music to get your teeth ripped out. Yeah. yeah. And then Mary uh, posted about XM Channel seventy eight. Whoever knows what that is. It's, what, <laughs> uh, it's a kids channel. I actually do remember this when she used to play this uh, for my nephews. And uh, there's a song that I still is stuck in my head about the leftovers coming to get you. Sounds which is horrifying. Horrifying. Yeah. yeah. So you could listen to that one if you want. Um, and then Kelly talked about some some great choices, some great music in uh, Sesame Street, Doc McStuffins, Julie's Green Room. So lots of kids shows. You know, I think I think these kids shows really uh, are oh, probably yeah. using those formulas oh, yeah. you talked about for kids music. And uh, yeah, and I have a couple along that to bring up uh, yeah. after this as well. Um, and then uh, our buddy Darren said, uh, "We have a small but thriving local music scene in our town. He lives in England." Um, and quite a few of the bands have EPs and CDs out. Because we play them and the kids love them, they think it's normal to meet musicians in town or at coffee shops. They don't understand why the music they like isn't on radio either. Nah. <laughs> so a little couple of young hipsters being brought up there. Yep. Um, yeah, Darren is a big music fan, and I'm, I'm glad that he's getting the kids into it too. And, all, and our kids too, because we listen to a lot of kind of more, you know, off off the radio kind of obscure stuff too. It's funny. Oh, totally. Like, they kind of assume everybody knows it. And then one of my favorites with Grace is uh, she was listening. She wanted to hear Peanut Butter Jelly, which probably wasn't the song that I ended up playing, which is Peanut Butter and Jelly Time. You like, Do you like know Peanut that song? Butter Jelly yeah, yeah, yeah. Time. Yeah. And she loved that. And as a result of that, she, she so she wanted to listen to more like it. And mm-hmm. the closest thing I could think of for whatever re- reason was Beastie Boys. So I started, <laughs> yeah, oh my God, this relates to what I'm going to bring up. So, Go. Really? Yeah. So I, brought, so I said, you know, Alexa, play Beastie Boys. And she started playing Sabotage. Grace listen, no, yeah. loves, Sabotage is her, one of her favorite songs right up oh, there with Moana. To yeah. She wants to hear it all yeah. the time. Can you imagine if that was on the Moana soundtrack? That movie would be unstoppable. <laughs> Sabotage is a, and we all know the lyrics to it. Our entire and family, it's got so many fun Henry. noises, and yeah. they generally what? do. So I kind of get why she likes them. But now she'll just be like, "I want to hear Beastie Boys like at daycare." You know, right. it's amazing. <laughs> License to ill. So I'm, I feel really proud about that. Um, so, the, uh, so I've been obsessed with um, this show lately called. Well, it's not. A sh- it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a whole information architecture called Storybots. Oh, yeah. You were talking about this. Yeah, what you, is it? No, I have no idea. Have you put a minute into figuring this no, out? Yeah, okay. You posted well, thanks, it, and then I was like, oh, effort. that's probably shit. <laughs> it probably is. No, so Storybots, I was introduced to it through Netflix because they have a limited series on Netflix on the kids' channel. So is it like a Netflix original show? This this the show is, yeah, yeah. But it predates that. It's by Jib Jab, which uh-huh. is this, um, it's these brothers who have this media company that they do like political satire and Wait, stuff. Wait, didn't Jib Jab do those things where you put on your face on like exactly. elves? <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so, so that somehow you, you make this, this sound like a pretty legit operation. I mean, <laughs> I know. Basically. These guys started by letting us put our faces on elves during Christmas and, look and where dance. We are now. Yeah. So keep and, going. And now Sorry. they're on just winging it. Yeah, exactly. Um, they really made it. So, uh, so Storybots started as like a, a curiosity vehicle for kids uh-huh. for use in schools, especially. Yep. So they like came up with this website with these like little robot characters that I don't even know if they're actually a robot, but they're they're these like little sort of cylindrical. They're very cute. Um, these characters that kind of guide, they answer questions, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it evolved into this, like, it's a, all these electronic books and all these videos, and you can pay a subscription, which we actually ended up doing because it's worth it. There's that much material. Wow. Yeah, they've um, got you hooked. And there's a lot of music. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it is freaking amazing. Really? Yeah. So, so for one thing, like, the, the, you'll see on the Netflix show, it starts with kids calling in with a question. So, like, it'll be a video of this, like, adorable little kid. Oh. Being, and they'll be like, like, how do airplanes fly? <laughs> and then the story bots are like, I don't know. And then they go through this journey and they figure it out. Oh, that's cool. That and sounds like, And they find out that it's because of, like, thrust, drag, weight, and lift. And they, like, break down the forces at work. And, about and they how... use music to explain it? Yeah. And it's so 
good. It's music that it's like you know when the Beatles went on LSD for the first yeah, time yeah. and they came out with like Sergeant it's like Peppers? that. It's like fucking that. Wow. It's like so intricate. So it's that must be what the like, musicians are doing then, right? I mean, <laughs> I want to get in on it. I'm, I'm like, I would love to work on this stuff. It's like so elaborate and like you listen with headphones on. And there's like all this stuff going on in the background. And That's awesome. Like, so I find myself literally running. Like my favorite one is the Color Red song. It's like it's such a good jam. So I'm like fucking running on a on like the elliptical, listening to a song about the color red. Isn't that the best? And I'm like strawberry. I'm like. Uh, so into it. I love it. Um, I love the idea that the kids' music, like, there's actually stuff that's of such good quality now. It's Maybe amazing. there always has been. Yeah, that, that's true. That you find yourself on your own listening to it. But this is like, I mean, you, you know that they put a lot of heart into it. Oh, this, yeah, you know? totally. A lot of them probably have kids, too. A lot of the musicians Yeah, totally. Um, and there's like a song about Tyrannosaurus that's so much like Beastie Boys. Like, the chorus, uh, it goes like, Tyrannosaurus, that's the chorus. It's like so that's great. That's amazing. So I highly recommend everybody check out Storybots. Um, and they have stuff on, you know, everything from astrophysics to animals wow, to they really, professions. Quantum mechanics. To, you yeah. know, lessons about Thomas Edison. And you can go through all these things. They're all animated. And it's just, it's just, it's Another awesome. sponsor maybe? Huh? <laughs> yes, huh? please. Uh, also, do you ever see Beat Bugs? No. It's another thing I discovered through Netflix originals. Netflix is also a They've got a lot of cool the originals. There was one original one that I watched that was aimed towards toddlers. That was the weirdest ass shit what that was, I've ever There's some weird shit. Do you remember what it was? Um, no, it just had these little baby characters against white screen. It was it was weird. I don't Are know. You sure I didn't, I didn't enjoy real, it. Were you, so I started uh, watching other stuff. Under the influence at yeah. the time. <laughs> it was just a black <laughs> Maybe screen sleep deprived. talking to me. Yeah. Well, like, they didn't even bother to like animate back. The, fire, the kids would the come fire. out like with a on a white background. You know, oh, it, was all, it was totally animated, CGI. And there was some other stuff going on there, but... But, like, you can afford to put a floor on that. Right? Yeah, I mean, come on, Netflix. That's just lazy. Give us a tree, Netflix. But um, Moana... Moana, yeah, Moana has... I feel like we should end on that note. Yeah, it's uh, amazing, what's, yeah. what's the What was your favorite song in Moana? Uh, I love the song that the crab sings. I think it's so oh, fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. And, Shiny. And, yeah, yeah. Shiny! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Which is, what's his around. face from New Zealand? Yeah, right. It's, uh... The, uh God, I can't think of his name. Yeah, sorry, From Flight of the Conquerors. Yeah, exactly. So... Jermaine. Jermaine, yeah. so funny. The thing, what I so love about that movie, and I, I think of The Lion King, which is my own personal fave on Disney. Oh, amazing. Um, oh, and both Disney are so, music in general. Yeah, and both, it, it's so, so true. There's so much great Disney music, as much as sometimes I don't want to like Disney. Um, yeah. And so the, but with both of them, the theme of really discovering yourself, which is, of course, something that in many Disney movies, but I just found with both, you know, hearing the Lion King soundtrack, hearing the Moana soundtrack, like I got goosebumps and start getting so emotional during some of those songs. shitting my pants yeah. exactly like, oh it's happening yeah. <laughs> Bethany pull the car over <laughs> it's real I've really got to control it I mean it's it's getting do you, bad. do you come up with playlists for your kids oh yeah definitely so yeah. it's funny because we use Alexa and so we uh, for a while Grace was very much into Elmo music so we just mm-hmm. called the playlist Dance Elmo nice and so Grace will just go Alexa play Dance Elmo and it'll play all of our uh, all of our music um, yeah we have uh a great. I'm going to go ahead and, and read it out because uh, I think it's worth doing. So we have Jude Jams, which is something that we've been working oh, on since, I love since it. he was like very, very young. Yeah. So the first song is a song called Dope Ride by Saliva, which is a <laughs> 90s metal band. And then we have uh, part of the soundtrack to Star Wars. And then of course. Uh, Bad to the Bone. He's always been a big fan of George oh, Thorgood. Nice. Shut Up and Dance by Walk the Moon. Yeah. Very good kid song. Universal. You know that one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Jealous by Nick Jonas. There's this video I'll show you one. off the air of wow. Jude going in his falsetto as a one year old in a diner singing this. It's so cute. Uptown Funk, Shake It Off, Taylor Swift, a lot of good stuff from yeah. her too. 
Um, Good a lot taste, of soundtrack dude. music, a lot of stuff from like uh, you know, yeah, like, the soundtracks. There's 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 ton like uh, the uh, another good Disney one is Wreck It Ralph has a ton of good stuff. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. Oh, yeah, I don't remember the music being stuff. so good. Okay, um, and uh, Talking Heads, another good kids mm. band, and they all have that in common. They're all very melodic, very beat focused, and very they make you want to dance. You know? Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, like what 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 more do you want out of life than something to make you want to get up off your seat? Get off your ass and dance, you know? I think it's true. I will say, on the flip side, if life ever became fully musical, like we lived in a musical, mm-hmm. I'd go out of my fucking mind. <laughs> like, that would just be too much. Yeah. I, I could, I could you know, give me a broom to dance with and I'll spin that thing around. <laughs> uh, You'd be right at home. I would be right at home. Yeah. Um, we, uh, at some other point, because we've got to wrap this, I'll talk about the ballet that I'm writing, but it specifically t- uh, speaks to issues, uh, contemporary issues in our society for kids. And so that's something that I want to make sure I bookmark that. Absolutely. Because, that um, sounds perfect. And we're doing it for, for all ages, and I feel like uh, it's it's cool. So so stay tuned for that. There'll be all more right. on that coming. And maybe I'll get my librettist to uh, to give us a little audio blurb. Uh, a little taste of it, to, yeah. Uh, just a taste. <laughs> you always got to make it creepy. You always got to make it creepy. Yep. All right. Well, I guess that'll do it, huh? Yeah. We'll keep in touch or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you. Don't I'll send call you me. a Morse code signal at midnight. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. Beep, 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 beep. All right, see you guys. Talk to you then. Bye.